Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, everybody? It's Jen and Julian, and you are listening to episode 37 of X Appeal Podcast. What up? Coming to you live from Burbank, California. Yeah, look at you. You're recording from your studio. Yeah, from my office, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually perfect, given the nature of what we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like we, we haven't recorded in uh, at least 10 days. Well, that's... I know. And, and it's tough. I mean... Between your schedule, because you're crazy busy, and like you were just gone this past weekend, right? You were, you were. I was filming. I wasn't gone. I was in LA, but Um, I mean, yeah, I have the weirdest schedule because it's just like I'm wide open today and tomorrow, and then one day I'm fully booked, and then I'm wide open for three days, and then for two days I can't do anything. Right. So it's it's kind of unpredictable on your end. Yeah. And with me too. I mean, like it depends on what my producers have set up, uh, what kind of movie premieres or show premiere is happening that particular night. And then on top of that, when the nanny's leaving and on top of that, when Jared's working. So the fact that we're doing this podcast right now, I think is uh, it's a small miracle. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought your um, your setup, though, because at least it, it, it gives us a good sound. You know, and I don't sound like I'm underwater. Yeah, yeah. no, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great that's we know this works in terms of in case of us being not able to have matching um uh, schedules, then we know yeah. that that's always an option. And then eventually in the future, you know, cause I always look ahead, right in the yeah. future, when we get our big studio and, and we're getting paid millions of dollars for this podcast, <laughs> I have faith in what we're doing. We just have to keep doing it and build up an audience and, and we'll get there, but it takes time. It takes time, which, it you know, more than 37 episode. That's for sure. Yeah, it sure does. Um, so speaking of time, I mean, time has been a big issue <laughs> lately. Yeah. Um, in my life, and when Sasha suggested that we we talk about you know schedules and and how that affects relationships, I was oh, like, Sasha's why? A producer, by the way, for yeah, Sasha's our producer. Um, yeah. I thought, why have we not thought about this sooner? Because it has dominated my life for like the last what ten to twelve years. I feel like when you were in New York, it's probably harder because you had that shitty ass schedule where you were up Shit at two a.m. Yeah, or something. Yeah, you know that up at yeah. up at uh, up at two o'clock in the morning, and and at work by three fifteen. Yeah, you know, and that that leaves you no time. And this is Monday through Friday. Uh, that leaves you no time to go out and socialize or have any kind of life, let alone you know go on dates. Yeah, because you were, but because like you that. you work till like what seven a.m. roughly, and then I remember. Oh no, said, I would work until ten a.m. and then I would come oh, home, yeah. crash, uh, for yeah. a few hours, and then go to bed by like eight o'clock, yeah, uh, or seven. When kids were like still out playing wiffle ball, I was turning down <laughs> for the night. Wiffle ball. I, I have no idea what that is, but and I that's well, like that Mark Wahlberg um, schedule. 
Yeah, no, it's awful. Only he works on his his abs, and I I would try not to to drown in exhaustion. Yeah. Um, and then on the weekends, it was even worse because you couldn't get caught up on sleep. You know what yeah, I mean? Of so like Fridays were always a wash. Saturday was maybe my only good day. Are you going to go like, fall out on Saturdays? Yeah, I was like, by the way, like yeah. um, Mark Wahlberg. It's like, I feel like everybody's like, oh my God, like he's so productive. He's crazy schedule. He's up at two in the gym from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. Then he's reading script. Then he even have time to go have breakfast with his kids before they go to work. And I'm just like, bro, he goes to bed at eight. Like what, what's well, impressive like- about this? Like I'm as, it's just like, he's he like, I go to bed at midnight. So while he's asleep, I'm being productive. Same shit. But if he, if we really take a take a deep dive into it, do you think that he's fully happy in his life? Getting know. up every day at three That's, o'clock in the morning just to go know. to the gym and like. Uh, no, but I feel mean? like we just always praise people that are like up at six a.m. Right, but my yeah. question is like, look, if you're up at six a.m. but you go to bed at midnight, and you're up at six every day, or then I praise you. But people are like, yeah, you know, I'm up at six. I do all my stuff before. It feels so good. What time do you go to bed, bro? At 10? Cool. Yeah, that's, there's that's nothing no impressive. Fun. It, that's no fun going to bed, you know, early like that. You feel like a toddler. Like, you yeah. feel like you're, that's not fun. Like, I technically have the exact same amount of time awake in the day. If I go to bed at midnight, wake up at eight. Literally the same. Or if I go to bed at 1 a.m., wake up at nine. It's the same thing. Well, some people have, you know, like regimented schedules they have to get up. So, so it's in order to like work on themselves or do like do their whole fitness or meditation or whatever you mm-hmm. want to do with your morning routine is you got to get up super early. Like I just read an article in Vanity Fair uh, or no variety uh, with the Kardashians and say what you will about the Kardashians, but they work their balls off. Yeah, for sure. They really do. Like Chris Jenner is up at three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning every day just so she can get stuff done to, to start her work day, which probably lasts until like 11 o'clock at night. I have no idea how the woman gets time to sleep. Well, yeah, but there's also probably like two hours of makeup also that they put on. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they have, they have a team. I mean, they have a team, but you know, and, and Kim Kardashian said something very funny. Uh, She was like to, to any woman entrepreneur or any entrepreneur really she she said something like get get out of bed and do the fucking work Mm. she said i just feel like people nowadays don't like to work hard and i mean i guess she's right i i I see it i see i see there's like a a, i would say i would call it a frailty i hear Um, you but again Right. She says, get out of bed in the morning and do the work. Right. Everybody who gets up at 6 a.m. is seen as a successful hustler. It's like that's how you're supposed to be. But you could also be a night owl and be the one who's like going to bed at one. But you're working from 10 p.m. to one on a Tuesday night. Oh, yeah, sure. It's the same thing. But I think it's just the, the amount of work that you do and not necessarily when you do it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. But for some reason, being up early has like this. Ooh, you got all your life together. But it's like, no, well, it's yeah, normal. being well. I have actually more respect for people who work overnights because I know that's completely contrary to your circadian rhythm and just, just doing that and doing anything, whether you're just like living and breathing is difficult because that's not how people, people are not nocturnal creatures. Humans are not nocturnal animals. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we have, we have, there's a reason that, you know, we, we wake up during the daytime and fall asleep at night. Like we're not built to work those overnight hours. It can be a killer. I know of a couple of friends, um, who've worked those overnight hours and she got really unhealthy. She lost a lot of weight. Uh, she, she, her sleep routine was all messed up and not to mention she had no social life or dating life at that point, which can make you feel really lonely. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. The, 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 the social aspects is definitely hard. Mm-hmm. Cause when you're getting up that early, you feel like you're the only person in the universe waking up <laughs> at yeah. that hour. During quarantine, I was helping out a friend, uh, deliver pastries in the morning. Which so is so would, essentially French. I know. That's the Frenchiest thing you've ever done. <laughs> we would go to, but no, I'm, I've never been a morning person. Never, yeah. ever, ever. And I'm a huge, huge sleeper. Like, uh, I can sleep 10 hours every night. And, um, and, uh, so this French, fairly French big bakery, like they, uh, they make obviously all their uh, croissant and all that stuff. And they made it for a bunch of coffee shop around LA. And the coffee shop that opened at seven had to have them before. So I had to be there at like 5, 15 in the morning, load up my car, load up my car with boxes. Delicious French pastries. Yeah. Take like three of them for me on the road. And then I would go literally from east to west. So like from close to the 405 all the way to Frockdown. And it would take me about an hour and a half. And uh, I got back. I got back home at seven. Usually would go back to bed. But yeah, I mean, I was alone on the road from like 5.30 a.m. till 7. Wow. It was, it, it, you do feel like you're I a little bit alone. That. It's nice. It was Let nice. me ask you a question. Do you get offended when people say croissant? Yeah. Really? I don't so get you it. Have to say a croissant because I get offended when people say croissant. Like no. I- so here's the thing. I don't get offended. But if I go to a place and I say I have a croissant and then you be like, oh, you mean a croissant? Then I get offended. I'm like, <gasps> no, bitch, you're mispronouncing it. Yeah, I literally are. had this happen to me where I asked uh, at a bakery. I corrected you uh, when you were pronouncing it as it should be pronounced in a yeah, French. Yeah, 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 yeah. I made a, I made a video on TikTok. It has 1.6 million views off this. <gasps> yeah, it blew up. And uh, it was like, I went there to Zinc Cafe. I'm going to put them on blast at Matteo Street downtown. And I was like, oh, I'll have an espresso and I'll have like a pain chocolat, please. And she was looked in and she's like, um, very confused. Like a what? I was like, a pain chocolat, please. And she's like, uh, so I pointed. I was like, this thing. She's like, oh, you mean a chocolate croissant? And I was like, no, it's a pain chocolat. Yeah. So that I kind of got like, really? You're going to tell me how to say this? But um, yeah, that's insulting. That's insulting. But I also, so I, I wasn't, I took a trip to, to France um, when I got engaged and I, at least we tried, we tried to speak the, the language. Yeah, and I, I feel like if you try to speak the language, they're nicer, they're, they're nicer to you. Yeah. But you guys have a reputation of, not, of being a little cold to Americans. Here's the thing. It's not, it's not, yeah, we're a little cord just to generally speaking as a general rule, French people think Americans are really loud like like restaurants it's always like oh my god like super loud super loud restaurants like even my I father i don't know what you mean yeah <laughs> when we're in like uh in the caribbean and there's always a table that's loud at the restaurant it's always the americans uh so that's one of the reasons but uh also our social norms is just different 
It's just we don't interact with each other the way we interact, the way Americans interact with each other. So, like, our coldness is just not directly to Americans. It's directly directed to anybody that we don't know. Yeah. It's just that's how we are. We're not as smiling right off the bat, right? So you have to warm up to the person before you. First, it's also different. Like, people think about Paris, and if you go to the South, people are much nicer. So, it's like Paris. It's like saying, oh my God, I went to New York. You Americans are so, like, constantly stressed out. And somebody would say, well, if you go to the South where everybody's really nice. And everybody, right? everybody's super slow and they do super things. Slow. So it's like you slow, can't really generalize. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is, yes, English is like, uh, you know, a worldwide known language. But if you go to a country, you can't you can't expect them to automatically speak your language. So it's like if I came up to the U.S. and I lived in the U.S. and I went to an American and I spoke to them in French asking them for direction, they'd be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Bro, we're, we're, we're in right. America. So it's kind of the same principle in France. It's like if you go and you try to speak, most of them will be like, okay, no, no, we'll speak English. I, I think there may be more understanding in Paris, right? Because it's a, it's a world city. No, yeah, because Par- Parisian and Paris are so tired of tourists everywhere. Okay, so well, because you're tired of it doesn't mean it, it's not happening every single day all yeah. the time. Yeah, so they're just mean to them. Yeah. But if you go to like a small village in France, like and and they'll they, you see you're American, they'll be like so welcoming. They'll probably invite you at their own house because they're like, oh my god, it's new to us, you know. Well, that's dangerous. Um, but yeah, yeah, so busy schedules. Busy schedules. I mean, like, listen, I'm feeling it right now. I mean, coming back from maternity leave after four months, uh, and and now adjusting to a new life as a working mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I thought the only thing that'd be different would really be uh i i just can't relax whenever i come home um but it's that and and then some it's actually a lot more extreme than than i thought it would be oh in in that i've had to have some uncomfortable you know conversations um like recently yeah like as what basically like asking producers hey like you know and i don't know why i've always felt this way but like i always feel super guilty when I, when I set parameters for myself in like any situation, um, especially professionally. And so I, I came back and immediately I had to have conversations like, Hey, listen, you know, Monday through Friday, we have the nanny from 7am to 3pm. So if I can get like a day's heads up, um, on what my shoots are so I can let her know and, and figure it out. But for some reason, I always feel like super uncomfortable and super guilty having those, those kinds of conversations. Um, I think it's just because I'm like a workhorse and normally, and I've spent my entire adult working life single, um, and not having to think about anybody else except for myself. Yeah. So, but, but this time, I mean, I make no exception if, if, if I can't figure it out, it's just not going to happen, you know, and you can't feel guilty about that yet. Some, sometimes I do, but there are days, you know, when I'm stuck in Burbank all day long and, and I don't get to see Ethan at all, mm. uh, which is kind of hard on a new mom because, you know, you you still have that like that physical bond with your baby. Like you still want to, you know, touch them and be around them and and hold them all the time. And you know, that's why I, w- I make sure that I wake up extra early every morning just so I can um, be up before he's up, wake him up and get to get that moment like where I'm the first face he sees. But don't you think that it's it's the same for when you were 
at home and your man was working? What do you mean? You probably felt the same as what you're feeling you right felt now. The same? Well, yeah, because he's like, well, you get you you see him all the time, and I have to provide in the meantime because you're not working. So he's working, and then maybe when he comes home, the baby's already asleep, so he doesn't get to see him. I feel like it didn't hit him as much as hard as it has me, and I and I think the reason being uh, that it, it I don't know if you know this, but it, it kind of takes a while for a dad to bond with their baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware. I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah, it takes a few months. Uh, and that's not to say that he wasn't attached to Ethan whenever he was born. Uh, but he, you know, for example, when Ethan cries, it just hits him in a way that it doesn't hit me. Like he's definitely more agitated uh, and stressed out by it than than I am. Mm. Um, and I think for him to the only thing that really impacted him when he was going to work and coming home was that he would go to work, he would come home and then he would, you know, and some sometimes have to take care of whatever was going on in the house because I was taking care of Ethan. So like it was double the work for him. Yeah. Um, and that, but, but now, I mean, I can see he's like bonding with him more and it's, it's a different story, but, but yeah, I mean like it's been tough and, and any, any like new working mom can, can kind of tell you the same thing. So then how do you balance, uh, cause basically the main, the, the main thing we're trying to tackle is balancing a busy lifestyle, whether you're a mom or whether you're an entrepreneur or you're working or yeah. whatever lifestyle you have that is busy, balancing that with your relationship. I'm only at the beginning stages of it, but I... Is I it taking like, a toll on your relationship? Do you feel like you guys are just not bonding as much or not? No, no, because he works too. And mm-hmm. whenever we do see each other, we make the most of it. I mean, even if it's just like sitting, you know, sitting together on the couch and watching TV mm-hmm. um, or like having a glass of wine at the end of the night, you know, like we have our little like moments that that we kind of enjoy with each other and and maybe not necessarily like tuning into electronics as much. Yeah. Like we I feel like we talk more when we are together because those moments are like a lot more scarce than they were before we had Ethan and before, you know, I went back to work again full time. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask, do you feel like the fact that you guys are so busy actually in make it increase your day-to-day talking over messages Mm -hmm. or no yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's definitely um forced us to communicate more like in person yeah we'll check in on each other and everything um throughout the day but i think the time that we do have together is way more quality than it than it used to be and by the way so you're not you're not texting all day that's what that was my question uh no no because like you know he's busy i'm busy uh, and by the way, we we decided to do couples counseling because oh, of yeah. all, the, yeah, because of all the changes that we've gone through. I'm like usually therapy averse because I've never really had a good experience with it. I guess. Yeah. Um, it's always like sitting in an office and like someone staring at you while you spill your guts, and then they're they're they tell you at the end of the session, you know, I want you to write down your feelings. It's like I just told you all mm. my feelings. Mm-hmm. You're writing them down. <laughs> so. Yeah, we decided to do it because, you know, we're both invested in the relationship and it's been a lot of changes in the last year for us. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of, uh, I mean, I've kept, I I heard multiple times that couples therapy is actually better to do when everything's going well. Yep. And that's, that's kind of where we're at. when, when, When like you start having issues, it's kind of a little too late to start it. Right. 
Yeah, we're not in trouble by any means. The only thing I don't like about it, because we are in a good place, it kind of forces us to get into a darker place. Like when we are talking about, you know, some issues yeah, but, or like the past or whatever it is. It but doesn't like that remind you? Like, you don't doesn't really that remind you of those, those like the few couples that we've, the two couples that we've um, interviewed and how they said that they were willing to have those talks together, like on a consistent basis? You know, yeah. I'm thinking again about the Aussies and, and your, your, your gay couple friend that, mm -hmm. you know, how they're like so open about talking about the things that are actually hard to talk about. So yeah. maybe couples therapy actually helps you guys be way more honest with one another. I think, yeah, I think there is something to that. I do think it's important to, to be, be comfortable being uncomfortable in those kinds of yeah. conversations. That's like the biggest you know, and I can feel it too. Like well, she'll ask me certain questions and I just get like, I start to shrink like <laughs> into what? myself and she's like, I so, you know, she asked me a question about, um, my, like my dating past and everything. And I got into some issues of like abuse and, and, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that, like emotional abuse or whatever. And then, and I started going over like all these different worries that I have in my current relationship. And then she just kind of looked at me and she said, <laughs> have you ever been diagnosed with anxiety disorder? <laughs> And I was like, I mean, no, but I feel like everybody, especially now, especially now over the last two years has come down with some, some sort of anxiety stress disorder. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you agree with that, but yeah, yeah. It's like everybody has anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't yeah. know if I believe it. Like, what do you mean? I don't know. I mean, I feel like everybody's like, oh my God, you know, I have anxiety. And it's just like, I definitely think some people do have it like diagnosed and it's like, you know, clinically. Okay. But also I feel like some people victimize themselves a little bit and it says yeah. like, Oh, well, the reason it's because I have anxiety. It's just like, no, just so take, right. just take responsibility for your actions. You know, yeah. My, yeah. it's like, it's like we're, we're in this and we could see that too with the, the younger generation. I feel like we're kind of mm -hmm. in this, in this a little cop out, um, cop out like victim it's not my fault it's because of you guys type of things you know nobody stand up for themselves it's like if 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 somebody disagrees with with you then he's bullying you and and all that all yeah. that you know yeah. i feel like i feel like the next generations we're we're like raising a bunch of sissies some people have said anyway. it's the wussification of america i mean yeah, you know, you look at like people like my grandfather who like went to war, fought in World War II, came back, yeah. like That's raised his family, happens. built his own house. I mean, and sure, I, I'm I'm positive that he came back with with you know more haunted than than he ever was by anything in his life because of what he saw in war. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I do agree that a lot of people do use it as an excuse. You know, like, for example, I know I tend to overthink sometimes or I'll tend to be like, okay, like, think about the future. I yeah. Like, okay, but like, if this goes this way, then that means I'm going to be dealing with this and then I'm going to be dealing with that. But then if it goes this other way, you know, it's like this overthinking about what's going to happen. Right. And I'm finally coming into, and that's just work on my own, but I, that would cause me to be a little bit more anxious. I wouldn't yeah. say I have anxiety, but to be a little bit more anxious, like think about stuff. And oftentimes I realize that most of, my worry never happened. Or if they did, I dealt with it. So, yeah. so now it's kind of when I catch myself thinking, I'm just like, bro, just we'll think about this when this happens. Like when this arrives, 
And if, if, and when this arrives, we'll figure it out. But out of right now, there's no reason to think about it. So I just, I kind of shut it down. But my girl, for example, she has like diagnosed anxiety. Like she, she definitely has some like anxiety attacks here and there. It's overwhelmed. And that's like not fun to see. And those things you can't help. I mean, like you really can't help. And I know, you know, um, it's physical. You can see them physically changing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a physical thing. They start to get like sweaty and clammy mm-hmm. and their heart races and it's it you you experience physical symptoms. Yeah. That that is real. Um and and people who suffer from panic attacks too. Like my mother being one of them, she used to get panic attacks all the time. I've had a couple but they were stress induced and like, you know, I think we also have to we have to separate what is a normal human reaction to something and what is a disorder. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? And I, I do think that like maybe psychiatrists tend to overdiagnose. Yeah, and medicate disorders too. and and to medicate. Yeah, I, I agree that. with that. We're going so off topic, but I um, know we are. Look at us being clinical psychologists now. Right. With no degree, say yeah, you know all these. Uh, We're both doctors like, now. Um, no shit. But, you know, listen, like even doing that, we know even doing this podcast can be a, a juggle um, for us with our schedules. Right. It's like. You know, I'm, I'm doing this in between shoots. I have a red carpet that I have to go to tonight. And then in between that, got to go home and take care of Ethan um, until Jared gets home. Uh, so I can then leave to, to go to my my event. It's it's not easy. It can, it can definitely stress out relationships. So go like days I'm and trying days to understand what, how does that affect yours? Um, when you become like two passing ships, I guess, you know, and it's, it's like, I used to date a guy who would work overnights and, uh, basically the only time I would see him would be in bed. <laughs> mm. And that was the only time we saw each other. I mean, we didn't see each other at all during the day. Like, we didn't have an in that we did not have a normal relationship. And and I don't know about you, but like none of my friends work a nine to five job. Yeah, I know I have no, I I do have a few. Who work a nine to five? Yeah. They're probably in like finance, right? Oh, uh, one's in marketing, the other one's like the manager of a restaurant. So he'll work like maybe ten to three or nine to three. And sometimes he'll work three to nine. So it depends. Yeah. But it's it's shifting, yeah. I'm de- uh, definitely my actor friends and I definitely have the most uh, weird schedule. What would your advice be to couples who have opposing schedules? Um, I think it's like easy to get worried about it. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't be very worried about it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, sometimes it, it just, it is what it is. And if, if you guys are not happy with that schedule, then obviously you're going to have to make a change, but it also depends what time we are in. Right. So it's like, what, what age are we? Um, I know for myself, I'm in a place where I work as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And if that means that I can't necessarily for X amount of time, have as much time as I want for my partner, that's okay. It doesn't mean, you know, we're not good. It's just like, well, that's just the reality. And I also feel like when you are in those situations, it's also important to 
take the time for yourself. Right. Yeah. It's like if you're very busy, then the small amount of time that you have available, you tend to give it to your friend, give it to your partner. Right. To your friend and there's and your nothing partner, left for yourself. And there's nothing for yourself. So in this case, when you feel like you have a very busy schedule, a very, very busy week, my go-to is to also prioritize taking time for myself to get things done that I want to do, to rest however I want to rest, to, you know, like I I um I was filming um, Friday all day uh, from like 9 a.m. till 6 p.m. And then I had to work Friday night at the club till 2 a.m. And then I had to be back on set Saturday at 8 a.m. So I went to bed at 2, woke up at 6.45, 8, go to, went to set Saturday. At, at, 9, at 8 a.m. I had to be there, finished at 7. Yeah. And then I had to work again Saturday night at uh, 10 p.m. So then I went home. And at this time, I was like, I'm not doing anything. I'm going home. There was a UFC fight. So I was like, I'm going to watch a UFC fight alone with not entertaining anyone and just get some food and that's it. Yeah. Uh, that was the day. That was a day off for uh, my girl. And obviously, then we couldn't hang out because I was filming all day. So then I did my stuff. And then Sunday, she was working and I had time until like roughly 5 p.m. And then 5 p.m., I was working again at the club till 9. Yeah. Uh, and same, I felt like Sunday I did things that I wasn't able to do Friday and Saturday. So I worked out, I, I grocery shop, whatever I had to do. And then when I came home from work at like 9 p.m., I still felt the need, like I haven't had my time yet enough. Like Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. wasn't enough. So I needed yeah. So I just, um, honestly, I smoked some weed and just watched a stupid show. That's all I wanted to do, just relax and stuff. And I went to bed right. at like, 10 30 and then uh monday happened and the same thing happened to me where monday i was finally you know i was working out doing everything i wanted to do i had monday night free but i still felt like i need more time alone i need like more of my my time so i did it and then yesterday yeah. we hung out i mean know? the more the more you can claim little chunks of time like that for yourself i mean it's it's that whole put your own mask on before you put somebody else's oxygen mask on in the plane. Theory. Yeah. You gotta take care of yourself. Yeah. Or you can't take care of somebody else. Yeah. You know, and I, you also don't I mean, want to like, there's there, there can be some resentment that comes along with somebody demanding too much of your time, especially if you work like a rigorous schedule, like, you know, there's, I would look at that person as, do you really not have any compassion for <laughs> what I'm doing and, and my schedule right now? That now you're demanding, you know, time, fleeting time that I have to myself. Like you want to monopolize that or you want to, you know, go out and, and to an event or whatever it might be. Like you have to have some kind of compassion and understanding there. Yeah, but I feel like it kind of goes both ways. I feel like, uh, like as your partner, a partner could also be like, well, you only have X amount of time. So how come you don't want to spend it with me? Yeah, I can right. see that so too. It kind of goes both ways. Like I understand yeah. both. I, I do feel like as the partner, if you are dating somebody who's very busy, who is having a couple of busy, busy days, your your intention of hanging out with them shouldn't be selfish in the sense like I want to see you and you need to make time for me. It should be based off, I know you have a lot on your plate. Let me know if there's anything I can help you with or to try to like alleviate that, right? Um, but, but it is 
important. And it's also, I can understand the, the other point of view where the person is like, well, you, you only have like one night free and you know, why don't you want to spend it with me? Right. Yeah. And this comes down to, I think personality. I think it comes down to what type of person you are. If you like enjoy your alone time, and I go back to also what you were saying. I think like for you to be a good partner, you also need to be in a good place. And if you need an extra night solo or if you need an extra whatever um, uh, to go to that event for your work, because, you know, it's just going to like whatever. It just makes you feel good to do it. Then you got to do it, too. Yeah. It's a healthy I mean, it's, Yeah. For me, like a little bit, a little bit of compassion goes a long way. Like a little bit of understanding and patience goes a long way with me because I've dealt with people who have no patience and, and don't understand the situation and like what I'm up against. And but how would that, how would that come across? What do you mean? So like, what makes you think that person had no compassion just because they wanted to hang out with you? They would get, no. Um, it was, uh, it was mainly like going to events where it was like a cocktail party or whatever it is, like an event. Um, or, and or what was their thing? It's like, were they verbal about things like, oh, you'd rather go to this event than hang out with me? Yeah. 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 Just being like very selfish about it. Um, yeah. But event is work that I understand where you're coming from. Like, you know, if you have to go to a cocktail event yeah. where you're going to network, then you got to do it, you know? Yeah. But there's also like microaggressions too that people can lay on you. Like what? Oh, like, uh, you know, the silent treatment. If you do go and, and say, say you want to spend some time with your friends or you just want to, you know what I mean? You just want to go, I don't know, go get a massage instead of coming home and, and hanging out with that person. Like it. Yeah. If your self care is like going out and blowing off steam with your girlfriends and having a couple of drinks over brunch and you feel, sure. then you're yeah. made to feel guilty for not spending your time with that person. That, that is something I've never appreciated. Yeah, uh, Jared has never put those parameters on me. He's he's always set up days and made it possible for me to go and and hang out with my girls um, because he knows that's important for me to maintain friendships. I also uh, feel you like know? you two, you two, because he is a successful person and you are also successful. Um, I feel like you two are able to build a relationship that you're both individuals, right? So a lot yeah. of, I feel like a lot of relationship, it's like, we're two, two, we're two people, right? And we, we form one assemble and we do, you know, it's like we're one yeah. instead of being, I'm one, you're one. We have our own kind of lives. We have our own little, you know, things going on. Yeah. But then also we are all, we also have our bubble, which is you and I together. But it doesn't mean that you individually and him individually disappear. Right. Right. So um, I, I come back to this one relationship that uh, some, I have, my friends have, I think they've been married for like 12 years and they have a very free, free relationship in a sense of like, she does whatever she wants, whenever she wants. Um, not, not, not like dating wise. Like, yeah. You know, they're together, but like she wants to go on a weekend trip with her friend. She goes on a weekend trip with her friend and then he wants to do this. He stays home and vice versa. She definitely is more of the, uh, I need my own like life. I need my own stuff, but it seems to work. It seems to work. Um, 
from what I'm seeing, this seems to work a little bit better than people that are constantly together. Like, yeah, I think I think there's because because they've nailed down something that's extremely important in a committed relationship, which is also freedom. Yeah, like you need that freedom. You can't feel like you're boxed in, or the walls are closing in, or that you have too many parameters up. Because as soon as you start to feel that way, I know a lot of people are inclined to like they want to they want to bail as soon as they start to see like rules or and you're yeah. that kind of person too. Like you don't like rules, like yeah. too many rules and too many um uh ultimatums you know in a relationship uh you're more yeah. of like a free-flowing kind of person and, I, and yeah, i'm the same way in, in in some respects um I, you know you have to be able to do what made you happy in your single life that's not to say that you're going to go out and date other people but you know they're friendships uh doing things on your own time um and and maybe having like some time to yourself mm-hmm. these are all very important things that should st- maintain themselves inside of a of a relationship if you don't have that then you're losing a big piece of of who you are so then how do you have time for yourself at your house where you're living with your man and there's a crying baby does that mean you have time for yourself somewhere else i mean i'll I'll just be perfectly honest like the last time i i was out with my girls was my birthday um and And you know for yourself because you're with your friends i'm talking when do you have time for yourself on your own myself my own well i mean you know Now, not so much. Not so much. See, now, that, that so would much. drive me crazy, I think. I, I've i been alone since I was 16. Yeah. And, and it's literally therapeutic for me to have alone time. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that all changes once you have a kid. It, it was never I'm like sure. before, before I had, I had Ethan. Um, it was always like, I, I look back on it now and I'm like, damn, did I have a lot of free time? <laughs> yeah. I could have done anything I wanted to do, no matter what I could just get up and like on a, on a random Saturday night, I could call up my girls and be like, let's go to Soho or let's go to, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere in, in, in WeHo or Beverly, whatever it is, like, let's go out and make a decision that day. Now it's like, fuck, I have to. Like re- the stars have to realign themselves in order for me to like be yeah. able to go have a night out with my friends. And I, I have to say like that, that one night that I was out recently with my girlfriends for my birthday was so much fun. And it was like, it, it was exactly what I needed to recharge my batteries. Recharge, and, yeah, see yeah. I mean, you have to take one your- thing. It's like, I absolutely know for a fact I would want a kid down the line. Yeah. The idea of not having any more alone time like scares the shit out of me and i'm like out of me i'm like will i be able to handle this or am i gonna go fucking crazy and just be a better person because i constantly have to be with this little baby to take care of him and when i'm not i'm working and when i'm not working it's back with the baby you know yeah i mean the the in the in a perfect world you have a partner who can support you yeah, and you have childcare. Um, a lot of people also, don't have to go to school. Uh, I see a lot of parents being like, "Oh my god, they're in school finally." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people say like, "Oh, aren't you sad leaving Ethan?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm sad. I'm sad leaving him for sure." Like, I, I, every single minute of every day, I'm thinking about him in some way. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> "No, go, go." Nice to like go to an office and talk to other adults and yeah. like feel normal. You know, because I spent four months of just like isolated baby confinement. Yeah. And it oh is God. like you're on a fucking island out on the 
you're like deep in the in the ocean like <laughs> i know i'd be i'd be like if i had my if i had my my a kid like he's four i'd probably be like go 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 to school let's go let's go yeah. extra credit to take extra class like stay you want to you want to go after that play soccer go i'll pick you up at 8 p.m thank god you know yeah what they, what they say is <laughs> true it's like your time, time is no longer your own it's just straight up not <laughs> you know i i really like wish i had enjoyed more of that time to myself uh back when i was you know single or or not a mom yeah um, and and that would be like my advice to people is just you don't have any kids go and do whatever you want go travel go go live it up uh you know that's not to say i am so i i love this child more than i've loved anything in my life no of course um and, and once you do have a, a kid it's like you don't think about that stuff as much like you're not going to want to go out you really aren't i mean maybe here and there but you're not going to like be super be that territorial over your free time as you once were no but so here's the thing i think you're you're thinking I mean going out and, and and going to dinners. No, I'm talking being alone in my apartment in silence. <laughs> yeah, right? you can say goodbye. <laughs> like like Or when the kid like, takes naps. I mean when Ethan takes naps, it's it's fucking awesome. Like I yeah. I get to watch TV, like I get to just kind of, you know, scroll on social media, like whatever it is. I, I get that time to myself. I guess nap time is time for yourself. Nap time is is mom time. Yeah, nap for sure. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, fair enough. It's okay. I mean, you'll you'll get to a place when you know once you make the decision to have a kid, or not, or it just happens by accident, mm. uh, and you'll be ready for it. I mean that that's like it just happens. It's like it's like jumping into a pool. Like you don't know how cold it's going to be. You don't know how deep it is. You just jump, and you'll figure it out later. And and that's exactly how this has felt. So where do we land on this then? What's the, um, the thing to get out of this episode? I would say the nugget uh, would be, you know, d don't discount or feel guilty uh, about, about wanting or asking for time to yourself. <laughs> it, Fair. Period. Fair. Uh, it's very important. Um, it's very important for your own like mental health, for the, the health of your relationship. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would say like anybody who's working a, an overnight schedule or an early morning schedule and you're trying to date, fucking good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about good it. luck. Uh, it's, it is tough. It is find somebody who has, who's on the same schedule as you and you can do early bird dinners that, you know, That's it. Whatever you can get, you can get uh, early discounts. I guess senior discounts. That's two a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, great. Well, um, we will let you go because I know you gotta go back to work. Yep. And sure um, that's great. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Bye. Oh yeah, we do have a couple of fun, uh, fun guests planned up. So that will. Oh be yeah, we do. For, for everyone. Really fun guests, like super yeah. insightful. I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Me too. Hoda Media Production.